Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash, and they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BollandBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a wild podcast has appeared. Episode 62. This is the official Pokemon podcast of ComicBook.com. And I am one of your hosts, Jim Biscardi. And I am joined by Christian Hoffer and Megan Peter is off. Megan Peters is off today. She so, is indeed off. So it is another Jim and Christian buddy up episode. It'll be fun, fun guys. <laughs> I mean, you know, every time we do one of these, people expect us to be like at each other's throats, but we actually yep. tend to be like really in sync when it's just the two of us. Right. Um, uh, so I listened to last week's episode. Mm -hmm. I heard it. All of it. So I wanted to uh, start this episode off a little bit differently than we normally do. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know that we break the show up into three parts. We do the Pokemon news at the top half, then we do a deep dive, then we do a Pokemon fact of the week. That's generally how it goes. Every so often, we will read reviews on the show. Five-star reviews, if you leave them on iTunes we, and we read them on the air, you get a free comicbook.com t-shirt once we are allowed back into our offices. Uh, I wanted to start the uh, this episode off know. reading a review uh, <laughs> that I it has, that moved me, and and then we'll get into the Pokemon news. So this one's from uh, Asterik. Uh, headline: Love you guys, but Jim is pretty awesome. Sorry, Jim. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jim, but I also dislike Geo, dude. I don't hate him, but there's loads of better Pokemon. Anyways, Bulbasaur is pretty cool and Vaporeon uh, and Vaporeon, but there's nothing compared to Gengar and Chargebug. I recently discovered your podcast last week while doing food deliveries, and I'm already caught up. I love it. You guys provide so much information Pokemon-related, and it was exactly what I had been looking for. I love the deep dives and discussions you guys have, specifically when you guys go against Jim because of his outlandish opinions. But let's face it. Without Jim, this podcast wouldn't be as fun. Either way, you guys are uh, all amazing and look forward to hearing you guys every week. Hopefully, this is how I get a t-shirt. But most importantly, uh, I hope you guys read this one. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to read the one which starts with Geodude is a lump of useless coal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. I just, uh, because, uh, because I, uh, uh, you know, missed last week and... Uh, heard all of the, the jabs and jokes and thought I just wanted to remind everyone the real reason why they tune into this show. For the Poke Fact of the Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, oh. I, I, I will say that after like, you know, we usually average 
like maybe uh, one review every like 10 or so days, which is a pretty good clip for a yeah. podcast like ours. We got a bunch and, recently. Like over the awesome. weekend. I wonder if people are like, oh God, Jim's not here. Maybe the budget's <laughs> being cut because they're not leaving good enough reviews. We better tell <laughs> people, don't get rid of Jim. Don't get rid of Jim, for the love of God. <laughs> Give them the five-star reviews that they want. Just Look, this, this, podcast, this podcast only works because of the three of us. If, and so, uh, fortunately, if one of us has to step away for a week or so, the show can still go on. Uh, but, like, honestly, I mean, this show, this show is the three of us. But enough yeah. about us. Let's talk about Pokemon stuff. There's not a lot this week, so, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> So, uh, if you have been following along, and I'm, I'm sad Megan isn't here to gush and talk about this one, but a new Evolution uh, Funko uh, figurine has been announced, and this one is Espeon, mm-hmm. admittedly my least favorite of the EV Evolutions, uh, but, uh, you know, it goes on sale July 21st. So, there you go. I actually, they go I actually- fast. I actually think Jolteon is my least favorite of the EV No Evolutions. way. Espeon is easily my least favorite. I know. I, I like Espeon's, like, general, like, design. Um, like, I, I like that it's, like, a psychic cat that can, like, give you a brain aneurysm if you, like, cross it the wrong way. I just like to think that, you know, it, like, subconsciously implants the idea of feeding it food at 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> um, I just... I've always, like, you know, I always appreciate... Pokemon that look like cats, even though I know the Eeveelutions aren't cats. Like, let's be clear before we get, like, a thousand comments saying, no, you fool. It's like, no, I, I know, they're, like, long-eared fox things. But I've always liked Espeon. I think it looks cool. And this one, like, it's Espeon's, like, chilled out. Like, it's very much captures the whole, like, Espeon vibe. Um, like, it's just, like, hanging out uh, on, like, a rock overlooking a little pool of water so um yeah you know it goes on sale on the 21st which is uh a little over a week from now um so get it while you can or otherwise you're going to have to buy from jim viscardi's ebay account uh ebay store i i have not made any effort uh to get these because i have already i was already too late into the game by nah. the time I, re- uh, you know, I think a, whatever the the second one was, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I went to go see to get the first one because, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm going to do all this, I want to build the diorama. If I can't yeah. build the diorama, then no What's facts. the point? Yeah. God forbid you just have a lot of cute Pokemon statues that don't I have, up together. I have cute Pokemon statues everywhere. I want a, I want all, like, <laughs> I'm already frustrated. Oh, it makes no sense. Why would you get it without the without getting all of them? I, hey, I don't, you either get I don't, one or none. Well, this is why I don't get them. Period. It's like I didn't get the uh, a day with Pikachu ones because like I liked like six of them, yeah. but the other six like I could really take or leave. So I was like, no, that's that's okay. I don't I don't need these. Yeah, but um, these make a diorama. The, uh, that's, the Pikachu that's ones true. Not. That's true. Speaking of figures, so after a three-month uh, COVID-19 delay, the, um, they're finally making the uh, Pokemon model kits are coming out again. Oh, uh, oh wait. This, and this is the wave that has the Gengar, right? Uh, no, that, I believe, is the next one. Oh, is that the next one? Um, let me find out exactly when that's coming out. 
but yeah, I remember. So Christian sent me uh, pictures of him doing the Lugia one, mm-hmm. and that one is out and available. It yes? is. It is. So the Gengar doesn't come out until September, uh, okay. which feels like it's a year away. You know, like months <laughs> away. But you know, what really is time in this world we're living in? Like, like you know, my so if you've been paying attention to the the personal lives of the podcast hosts, which let's be real. <laughs> This is really a podcast about Jim, myself, and Megan with Pokemon used as a framing device. You know, my wife, <laughs> you know, my wife and I had a baby a few weeks ago. Um, and while that seems like, you know, it just happened, my wife is now getting back to go, getting ready to go back to work because we're only like two weeks away from, you know, her maternity leave running out. And it's like, where has the time gone? Like, why do I suddenly have like a three month old baby, like living in my house? Like we just popped this thing out like last week. What is going on? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, okay, so, so then who else is in this current wave then? Uh, I've totally Ho-Oh. forgotten. It's uh, it's Lugia and Ho. And oh, then Lugia after, and Ho. Okay. After that, I think it's, um, Reshiram and Zekrom. Oh, right. Which, you know, to be honest, like, so those Pokemon look okay. Like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of those two Pokemon designs. And I will say this, like, having gotten into, like, model building over quarantine, because what else do I have to do? um, The ones that are all made of, like, one color don't look super great. Like they 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 don't really pop in the same way that other figures do. Like Lugia was fun because it came with you know it, it had three colors, um, yeah. or maybe it was only two. But you know it, it it was it had a nice like really natural look. Like Eevee was pretty fun to build. Eevee's right back. Eevee's here. collar was a real pain in my butt. It was not hard, but you know, and even the Pikachu because you know the blacks. And the browns and the reds are all like different pieces. pieces Those look yeah. pretty cool. But like there was a um, um, an an Eva model that I, it was like one of the first uh, models I built, and it was all white, like all white, and it just was kind of boring to build because there's like no contrast. I'm like, yeah, you can paint them up, but you know, part of the reason why you're building these models is to. I mean, don't get me wrong, there will to be avoid people painting. Who, yeah, I like, you know, people painting. people will literally run. It's like, no, painting is the best part about it. It's like, no, you paint to, like, do touch-up <laughs> on it. Like, that's that's how I look at these things. Like, you know, I started building Gundam models this week because, once again, what else do I have to do? Um, and, you know, <laughs> like, that's one of the things I was, like, looking up. It's like, how much paint? Because, I you know, I, I paint miniatures, too. And I was like, how much paint actually goes into it? And everyone's like, oh, no, it's, it's simply for effect. Don't, don't freaking paint. And, like, they're like, if you're going to do something, like, dry rub de- uh, decals, I'm like, well, that's a thing. I, I suck at stickers. Like, I'm, it's, so I was, do I. Like, I, was, I suck at stickers at Legos. I suck at stickers <laughs> with these. Like, the hardest part of the Lugia figure was its goddamn eyes. <laughs> like those that was things. me. That was me with Mewtwo, and I was just like, you know what? This Mewtwo can go uh, can go eyeless. That's fine. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know where they Lu- are. Lugia now sits next to my Mewtwo figure um, down down in my living room. It's pretty cool. It's like you know, wings are out and spread, and it has two different um, uh, two different like uh, it, it's got a stand, 
And so the stand actually has like two different like harnesses, I guess. I don't know, like saddles. So you can either have it um, like, you know, like with its wings out like this, or you could have it like kind of like gliding over the air. Um, I like the ones with its wing out because the other one makes it look like a chicken. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my recommendation, but it's pretty cool because like <laughs> each one, like you like model, you, you put the model in different positions. It's, it's really cool. Trust me. And they're pretty cheap. They're only like between like nine and 13 oh, yeah. bucks. That's like, like the best part of these things is how, how affordable they are. Yeah. And, so. they, and, and it's like, you know, for an hour of entertainment, I think that's pretty worth it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they've got, uh, so Gengar's coming up, uh, uh, Lucario and Ryulu are coming up, and uh, Rayquaza. They just announced Rayquaza not too long ago. I think that was a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah. That Rayquaza we, one is going to be, I think, a lot of fun to do. I'm, I'm really hoping that one's going to be cool. Um, that, one, that one's going to be interesting to do. And I hope that yeah. means that they got Groudon and Kyogre coming out soon as well. Um, cause Ooh, those ones, yeah. those, those are two of my favorite, like legendary Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Anyways, All right. Yeah. So that's, no. that's model figures. Uh, <laughs> not even, uh, not even on the, uh, <laughs> not even on the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's, a, it's, it's, it is fitting because the next topic was just a bunch of Pokemon merchandise and, a whole bunch of Hawaiian shirts got released and a really, really weird t-shirt. Yeah, the the Hawaiian shirts, so I I ended up buying one of the Hawaiian shirts because last week I was going through an existential crisis of sorts where I was like, you know, like I'm never leaving this house again sort of thing. What what can I do to make myself feel better? I know, buy a bunch of shirts. Sorry about that, Rich. <laughs> Going to have to edit that one out. Um, but uh, so I bought the Slowpoke. They have the Slowpoke Hawaiian shirt, and it is amazing. It might be my favorite shirt that I own. The only reason I'm not wearing it now is because I had to wash it because I've already worn it since I got it. Um, but they also have like a Lapras. They have a Gengar. Um, they have a general like ocean one, and then they have a Pikachu and Eevee one, which I I was not the biggest fan of. But most of the Hawaiian shirts, they're, they're a little pricey. I think they're $45 a piece. Um, but they look great. Like, and the Slowpoke one, just in and of itself, just A plus, man. A freaking plus. The t-shirts. I, oh, no, go I, ahead. I wish I, I wish I liked Hawaiian shirts. Oh, man. I just, See, I just don't. I just I hate them. Uh, so my, my Hawaiian sh- love of Hawaiian shirts started off as an ironic love. So, um, a few years ago, so, um, I, I typically organize New Year's parties. I don't usually host them because I live in places that are too small. And also I don't like a lot of people in my house. Um, but I usually do like organize something for our friends and like, you know, the first years, the first few years were always like these like really classy, like, Oh, dress up in your nicest clothes, New Year's Eve parties. And then we realized, Oh my God, like it would get so like hot and stuffy, especially after you drink like a dozen beers. Um, so then we started doing like themes <laughs> and, uh, one of my best friends, his last name is Lou. And so we did a series of three New Year's parties at his. And the second one uh, was a luau. 
uh, in which we all wore Hawaiian themed stuff. And so we bought like a bunch of like Yankee trader um, or I, I forget, you know, what that might be, but a bunch of like, you know, sh- you know, like just like party decorations, like the cheapest Hawaiian party decorations. But part of it was everyone bought a Hawaiian shirt. And so I was like looking, it's like, what's a Hawaiian shirt that can buy in December? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the ones I found was this like just absolutely just the most like ridiculous Star Trek Hawaiian shirt. And it's like, you know, got like, you know, Captain Kirk and the Enterprise and it's all done in this kind of like 60s retro, like cartoonish look. But it's got all these like, um, like, you know, like, or like the, uh, the green skinned Orion slave girls on it. And I was just like, oh, my God, like this is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. I love it. And so, like, I wear Hawaiian shirts, but it's only the most ridiculous ones I can find. Like, if it's just, like, a standard, like, here's some palm trees in the sunset, like, get that shit out of there. Number two. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but when it's got a slowpoke wearing a um, LA and giving you a come-hither look, like, you need to buy that. You absolutely have to own that. Like, how, how yeah. can you not have... Just a bunch of slowpoke staring at you with its. I mean, let's be real. If there was a a, a pretty cool Gengar one or, or Geo Dude one, I'd probably. There is a pretty it, cool I, Gengar one. I sent it to you. Yeah, it's not that cool. It's cool enough. I mean, just me posting about it, I'm pretty sure convinced like three people to buy that Gengar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like I, I posted, I posted the slowpoke. Uh, the the uh, picture of the slowpoke shirt that I bought and like it got like a hundred likes. I yeah, I mean, like people people loved it and then people discovered that it was like one of like six sets. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, apparently, that is what everyone needed last week was Pokemon Hawaiian shirts. They just they needed they just needed that in their lives. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna make a quick jump to Anime Land, and we uh, you know we alluded to this and kind of assumed this was going to happen, but spoiler warning in case uh, you're not watching you know, the Japan ver- Japanese version of this or if you're catching up on, on Netflix, just give us like 10 minutes and then I swear we'll move on. But Go Caught Sobble, uh, which is just from, the saddest thing. From what I understand, and I haven't watched it, and we got yelled at for not watching the episode on Twitter the other week, um, so, but from what I read, it was an accidental catch too. Yeah. Like Sobble was invisible, I believe, and go through a Pokeball into a fountain and accidentally caught Sobble. Now, again, I am not Megan. I did not get a chance to watch the episode. I could be wrong. I was fully expecting Megan to explain all of this to us. <laughs> she's not here. Uh, so it's simply... What I read on the internet, so please don't hurt me if I'm wrong. I I have not been keeping up on journeys because I want something to watch on Netflix. Yeah. Because you that's know, admittedly, like I was watching it, and I admittedly stepped back because Nora wants to, you know, likes to watch it on Netflix, and so I'm just waiting for the batches to to yeah. show up there. Yeah, we'll get we'll get another twelve episodes here in like a few weeks. So. Yep. Um, so. But yeah, so I think this is worst case scenario for all of us. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, do... I just can't wait for the the absolute, you know, dickheaded reason 
that uh, Go, you know, decides that he just doesn't want to be Sable's trainer anymore. And Sable is already emotionally unstable enough that uh, it's just going to wreck. It's going to wreck everyone. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day. So, you know, Sable's like evolutionary. Just, just imagine good Christian just cooking dinner and he goes, huh. Yeah, Sorry, well, I mean, this is this actually <laughs> not too far off from the truth. Uh, so Sobble's like evolutionary path is, you know, Sobble starts off as like this emotional wreck. He yep. becomes like a moody teenager and then he becomes yep. a professional assassin. And it's yep. like, man, that actually is a very accurate like character path. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, person with a lot of emotional baggage has like a rebellious face and then grows up to be like a government contract killer. Well, I, but um, that's the crazy thing because I feel like you, there are not similar stories, but there are also very good stories that we can make up in our own heads of kind of about the evolution line of all three of the Galar starters, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, uh, with Grookey, like they, it, for some reason, this felt like these evolutions felt more natural from like the base mm. impression of the starter to their their final. Well, Grookey goes from monkey that bangs on things to slightly longer monkey that continues to bang on things to finally he's an adult has disposable income and buys a drum kit. <laughs> well, no, it's a, it's more like it's more like toddler uh, toddler banging on pots and pans, and you think. Oh, uh, that's cute, or whatever. And then the kid goes to school and joins uh, the drum line, or whatever. Or joins the marching band, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I, you know, I did this as a kid. I'm enjoying it." And then, boom! Like now, I have studio, long hair. Full studio in his garage, <laughs> and just keeping everyone up at night. That's that's it. And um, and meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Score Bunny goes from like mischievous kid who likes to play soccer to. Definitely a soccer hooligan who, you know, goes and riots whenever his team loses to star <laughs> soccer player as a grown-up. Um, which actually I don't think is a that, – that's not how that works. Usually it's like you start off as a child playing soccer and then you go into the academy uh, and basically sell your soul to soccer. And then at 17 you become like a Premier League wonderkin. Um, but, you know um, – I guess certain liberties are made. But, you know, back to my original point. If Go treats Sable poorly, what do you think the chances are that it will evolve into Intellion and assassinate Go? Wow. Uh, I don't think it'll get... I don't think the Pokemon company will go that far. Do you think will it'll he, be... Will, will he think it? Maybe. Do you think that it'll be a running gag that every time, like, Go opens his mouth, like, Intellion, like, snipes him from, like, a thousand feet away? <laughs> Just, like just fills it with water like he yeah, just goes just, like talk and he's just like don't say anything i mean i i gen you know i hate to be like this like because you know go go just kind of has rubbed me the wrong way i'm sure that you know he's he's going to turn in he's going to get some like character arc or something like that but i would really like it if like we really just got a just full on like you know because we haven't gotten like a good like bad rival character in a while like, you know, that's, that, that's like a thing we haven't seen since, I don't know, um, like the Diamond Pearl series, I think. Maybe, I, I, I've successfully erased all memories of black and white um, from my <laughs> brain. So, um, but I don't think there was something like that. Um, but yeah, we haven't had like a really like snot-nosed, like Gary-style rival. And I know like the mm-hmm. Pokemon franchise has moved away from that. 
but maybe we are watching Go's villain origin story. Fingers crossed. I'm here for that. I mean, All it right. won't happen because it's it's a show made for ten year olds. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna take our last news bit and and throw it into our deep dive because I feel like there's probably more discussion to be had there. No, but no. Uh, when we get back, we're gonna talk about some changes being made to uh, Pokemon Go raids, which are, in my opinion, incredibly welcome. And then we're gonna talk about the uh, Pokemon trading card game uh, raid battles. Oh wow, there's so, a thematic link there. Yeah, see, look at that. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, so Pokemon Go made some changes to their raids. Christian, lay it out for us. Thank God. It only (laughs) took them four freaking years to do this. So before... When you wanted to enter into a raid, you had to commit to paying your raid pass up front. It sucked. I mean, it was just like, so, you know, because if, you you know, it's fine if, you know, you're doing like a pink egg raid. Anyone can beat those, with the exception of probably Jim because he only plays once every six months. But, you know, people who regularly play can beat, beat those ones. But when you get to those higher level raids, the ones that you can't solo, if you're by yourself, you know, you're basically like relying on chance so you know how it would work is like you would have to commit your raid pass hop into the lobby hope someone joins you and then if not you pull out the last second hop in again to show basically like hey i'm in the lobby like someone join me please i'm begging Mm -hmm. you um i don't want to die alone um (laughs) (laughs) now they've made a very subtle change you do not commit your raid pass so your your raid pass does not get expended until you actually hop into the battle so you can jump into the lobby go the full minute 20 or two minutes and if nobody hops in you can pull out before the battle starts and you won't lose your raid pass and so that's a way to say like hey i am here now you still have to check your phone every two minutes um but it's a start. It's something that they've, frankly, they've needed to do. Uh, I think it's because att- like raid attendance is way down. Um, well, because, that's, you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like I, even myself. And it's what kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to punt it to this section is uh, I'm new-ish to to raid doing the raids from home uh, mm-hmm. this way and whatever. And even if I'm out and about, um, and every time I jump in one or like a good one. There's nobody there. Yeah. 
And I'm like, well, I, I can't do it by myself. So it makes no sense for me to go. But I, I felt like super burned by uh, burning a, a raid pass. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And like, there'll be times where like, I'll be in a place where I know other people are playing. Like I went um, to a park over the weekend and you know, there was like a gym battle. There's a raid going on there. And like, I knew there were other people playing at like a socially distanced thing, but no one wanted to commit to the raid pass to like yeah. hop in because like, you know, you have like you only have like a window of time to do it. And if you can't get like, especially for legendary raids, if you don't get like four or five people to join, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're screwed. You've, you've yeah, burned that pass. It. And these passes, you know, they're not typically free. Like, yeah, you get a free one per day, but remote yeah. raid passes cost like a buck. Yep. The uh, normal raid passes, which basically work remotely, excuse me, cost like a buck. And you're, you're, you're literally throwing money away. The second that you commit to a lobby, if you do not get it. And like, you know, there's, there's different solutions that Pokemon Go could have and should have uh, gone, um, such as, uh, you know, scaling the difficulty level based on how many people are in the raid battle. Um, you know, that, that's frankly what I think they should have done, but you know, this is, this is something, um, you know, and also I, and you know, when they do these remote raids, cause you, know, you can do remote raids now. So like, you know, me sitting here, there's two gyms right, you know, by me, I can hop into those raids, no problem. But eventually, you know, Jim, you'll be able to invite me to do a raid with you. Um, and I think that that will be even better because now the two of us won't commit our two raid passes. So if you invite me to do like a legendary raid and it's just the two of us, we're not going to win that. So we're not wasting our money. And yeah. that's, that's why I feel it really comes down to we're no, you're no longer going to waste your money by just hopping into a gym, you know, to see if someone else wants to jump in and join you on a raid battle. And I think that's, I think that's good. Which I appreciate. I do like it when I don't waste money. <laughs> usually Megan jumps in there with like something witty instead of being that horrible, well, it's usually, horrible. Well, usually because 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 uh, Megan is the the resident. Like Megan will she she plays Pokemon Go like mm-hmm. hardcore. Um, I'm just because I'm just thinking to myself like. Every time I get the itch to maybe want to spend money on Pokemon Go, I don't because I like being able to do all the things that I can do. The only thing that really bothers me right in Pokemon Go is that my bag is never big enough. <laughs> <laughs> that would that never is big enough. That is one of the things that I spend money on. So I don't I don't spend money every month, but whenever they increase the bag size or the Pokemon sword size, I do increase it. So I don't have to screw around with that for a few months. Um, and then, you know, I will spend money occasionally, uh, like for stuff like Pokemon Go Fest. Like I bought the Pokemon Go Fest tickets. And it was really funny because Niantic was like, hey, do you want to, like, do you want a free media pass for Pokemon Go Fest? I'm like, <laughs> I bought it. I bought the ticket day one. So, you know, you should have told me that like a month ago. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Um, but uh, you know, like I, I, I don't mind spending money when Pokemon go does something right. I will spend money on it. Cause frankly, I probably spend more time 
on Pokemon Go and there's one other like mobile game that I I play uh, than I do on just about any other video game. So like you know, as I look at it, if I'm getting an amount of enjoyment comparable to that of a $50 video game, I don't mind spending a little bit of money on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that's kind of how I feel too. Like, um, I, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has added me as a friend on Pokemon Go. Uh, a whole bunch, a whole bunch of people did. I assume that they're either like you know, six months ago or, huh? Did they add you like months ago and you just now realized that? Nope. No, I don't even. What is what's your Pokemon Go handle? It's, it's, oh, I think it's. Right uh, I think that's part of the reason why is you know usually I use my um, my name for everything, but I think in this case I went with uh, yeah, I'm Blue Streak Ten Eighteen. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that that's the reason why. Um, you probably didn't realize it was me. I wondered because... who that person was. Now I know. <laughs> See when when someone when I face when somebody Pokemon like I, I mean your your name is lame so yeah. um, wow. that was pretty easy to do it is um, but like you know usually when it's somebody I know who like f- like you know friend requests me or something like mm. that I will go and add a nickname so I actually know who it is mm. uh, so you know and it's like I have some like really weird people as friends like uh, DC's main publicity guy is like I'm like best friends with him on Pokemon Go oh wow. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the let's talk about the trading card game mm-hmm. and raid battles. Yeah, now I know Jim you're going to be disappointed because this is not something you can monetize, but it is wow. a <laughs> I just love I really hope that like all of our readers just think that you just have or our viewers or our listeners I haven't One done it in. Three. I haven't done it in twenty years. I hope all of them think that you're just constantly running like side schemes to make a little bit of extra cash, like constantly. Look, the only I, reason I ran, the only reason I sold Pokemon cards at a premium was so I can go buy more Pokemon cards. So then you could then like resell to so Grand. I could make sure I had on the Long ones Island. I wanted. So I could make sure I had the ones I wanted. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, uh, so these raid battles are a new free-to-play thing that you can do with some of your friends. It's quite, it's, you know, honestly for me, somebody who already feels like, you know, as the Pokemon card game is a lot of fun, um, and I enjoy playing it. I like doing, like, the, uh, going to the, like, launch game, like, the, the launch stuff, because, you know, it's got that instant deck-making uh, thing, so, you know, that's a little bit more challenging. Um, you know, sometimes I find that the, the standard format is a little bit too simple. Um, this is even simpler than that. So this is definitely a mode for like kids. It is still like kind of cool though. So how it works is that it's a one V four. It's not even a one the, there's four players, uh, versus a raid boss, which has a ridiculous amount of HP. It's like, you know, like we're talking like thousands of HP. Um, the raid boss is controlled by a, uh, a pre-generated deck, which will say use attack two on player three and then do the next attack and then do the next attack. And each raid boss has uh, three attacks of different varying strengths. So, you know, it randomly targets different players with different attacks. Um, but the cool thing is, is so your Pokemon, you, you bring two active Pokemon to, with you. Each player does. 
um, the total strength of the raid boss, like, you know, which raid boss do you bring, you know, because each raid boss has like three power levels, is determined by adding up the uh, strongest attack that each pair of Pokemon have. So like my two Pokemon, we take the strongest attack from one of those and move it on. Now there are some limitations here. Um, because there's no energy cards and there's no trainer cards. So a lot of attacks okay. and abilities and stuff don't necessarily apply. So, like, you don't want to bring an attack which is like, yes, this does 80 damage times however many energy you have on your Pokemon. That attack will do zero damage. But it's a format that, one, it's it's pretty quick. There's a bit of challenge to it. There's a lot of different combinations that you can use. Um, you know, there's a, a level of team building because, you know, you can go and like bring out a Pokemon that can like, you know, do a little bit of healing. Um, or maybe you want to bring a Pokemon, um, that has, you know, that, that can like, you know, provide some sort of defensive abilities or something like that. Um, or maybe you want a Pokemon that can somehow, um, uh, debuff the boss Pokemon. You know, because all, you know, some effects do, like, still apply. Anything that basically okay. doesn't involve, like, energy cards or trainer cards, if you can do it to the boss, the raid boss, and, it, you know, without, like, energy cards or, you know, certain aspects of the game, you can still do it. It's just not everything works. Yeah. Um, so I, I, think it's a, I, I think it's a neat format. Um, right now there's only two raid bosses. Uh, it's Pikachu and Dreadnought. Um, so I think that... Um, if it wants to be successful in the long term, they're going to need to keep pumping out like more raid bosses. I was really surprised they only had two. Do you think though, like this is potentially setting up for something bigger though to come to the card game? Or do you just think it's, well, we can do it. See, or, but like the, the thing, it's like, was that, like, I guess the question is like, was this always the plan and is the plan to get somewhere else? Or is this something that kind of came out of, yeah, that, and that's Something that's else. one of the big questions. I mean, I, uh, so we know that the next big mechanic for the Pokemon card game is, uh, you know, these amazing rares, you know, yep. which are, um, you know, we, we know those are the new cards that are coming out, you know, in the second half this year, which they would have introduced around the time of the World Championships. Um, so we, we know that. So, you know, it's not tied to that. I will say this. If you follow like competitive card games, you know Magic: The Gathering, uh, Hearthstone, um, Legends of Runeterra, um, all these different card games have all these different like modes of play. Mm -hmm. You know they have different formats. You know, um, and uh, it's it's a way for players, you know, for those card games to make more money <laughs> because and and the Pokemon game, the Pokemon card game has a couple of different formats too. There's the standard format, which allows cards from the last like eight sets. There's the expanded format, um, which, you know, I believe if I remember correctly, expanded allows any card to be used. Um, but, you know, uh, so there, there are like different types of formats, but I kind of, I, I am a little bit curious if this is like a way to test out a new style of play they can be like, I don't think it can really be used in tournaments because 
I mean, what, what are you going to do? How do you determine a winner? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, but it could be used as a, as a way to potentially like win prize cards maybe. I, like, well, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I think it might be a good like side game sort of thing. Like yeah. I, it almost like feels like blackjack a little bit um, because you have like, I don't know, a judge who controls the boss Pokemon because um, it plays out basically automatically because you're always going to do whatever attack does the most damage to the raid boss and then the raid boss is kind of randomized and then you repeat that process and there's also a nice little like cheer deck um which you know it kind of replicates when you cheer in normal raid battles but i from what i saw and i didn't take it close as a look i i, I only i didn't print any of the stuff out but i believe all the cheers actually do something whereas like in actual raid battles cheers only do something like half the time um, yeah. So I, I think that this is a good, you know, I, I think it's something that you can do during organized play. Like, so, you know, you, you have your tournaments and stuff like that. Well, what happens when you get knocked out of the tournament? Well, you can go and do a raid battle now. Um, now, I think that's kind of useless at the moment. Not doing <laughs> well, so, I mean, that's play. Like, 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 it would be cool if there were like, if there were uh, like a prize card or something, or even if like, you know, you do, let's say like you do, you do a tournament or whatever and uh, second and third place, I guess, I mean, you would probably want more, more, but like second and third place can go in for a raid battle and, you know, whoever wins Does, that gets something yeah. special. Or, you know, maybe it's like, you know, one, you, you do a like head to head raid battle where you're both mm. facing the same boss Pokemon and you mm-hmm. choose which eight Pokemon to bring. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I don't. I don't quite know. Like. I. I. Like I said. I think it's. I think it's a good way. I. I think that one. They were looking for a new way to get people playing the Pokemon card game during all of this, and it is easy to do digitally because you have two cards. You know. You only have two cards in front of you. You don't have to worry about a deck. There's a digital app that actually keeps track of everything for you. So the only thing you have to do is say, how much damage does my Pokemon do? And then somebody types it into the system and it runs it automatically. So, you know, it keeps, the, the system itself is pretty easy to keep track of. I, I do like the digital companion that they have. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I really, I really just don't know. I mean, it's going to be... <sighs> I mean, we were we were with obviously you know Sun and Moon for a while in the mm-hmm. in the card game, and I don't want to say it feels like, you know, we're like we're not I'm not, we're not done with the Galar you know with Galar Pokemon, but mm-hmm. um, it, I'm curious in this because obviously you know with COVID nineteen throwing so much stuff off track Mm -hmm. like does that mean we are going to be stuck with these longer because they may not come out as uh uh, we haven't had a delay i mean keep in mind that the company that actually runs the pokemon card game is over in japan uh japan's shutdown was not nearly as impactful as it is over here in the u.s um in part because they know how to manage this thing better than we did over here 
Um, so <laughs> I don't think that, you know, there, I mean, there was an impact over there. Like everything got yeah. delayed by a month, but like, for instance, like the, the Pokemon show is back. It was like, it went off air for a month, mm-hmm. you know, like where we're really seeing the struggle is from stuff crossing over from Japan over here to the United States because all those localization efforts are also getting delayed. You know, that's why we're not seeing as many dubs and stuff like that because like, you know, voice actors still can't go into the studio in a lot of places. Um, You know, so there's that, you know, that's where it's getting compounded. Now, do I think that the Pokemon trading card game will get delayed? I don't think so. I mean, we've already had one set that came out during quarantine. Now I know that the pipeline's pretty far out, but like, you know, magic cards have made, you know, no attempt, you know, there has been no (laughs) delay on that. Um, So I'm assuming that, you know, other, you know, other card games too are continuing. Like, like, I, I don't think that, the localization efforts are really getting impacted in, in a significant way. So I don't think that the Galar, the, the Sword and Shield trading card game cycle will be impacted. I, I just, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, the, the Sword and Shield stuff that I've seen so far. Like, it doesn't feel very um, unique. Well, that's what, I, that's what I mean. Like, it's... Yeah. I feel like it needs to do something pretty exciting because I, I still like, it still kind of feels like we're in the sun and moon era of the trading card game a bit. I, I, I think that, I think that's more not necessarily with the mechanics of the game, but even just like the choices of Pokemon they have used. Yeah. They, for they the didn't. Cards. So I'll, I'll say this, like with sun, with those early sun and moon sets, there was a big emphasis on the Pokemon that you actually saw in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah. Compare that with Sword and Shield, where like right out the gate, they're like, yeah, here's Victini. <laughs> and it's like, what? I mean, there were like, there were dozens of Pokemon that did not appear in Sword and Shield, the game, yeah. that did appear in that initial Sword and Shield set. And you know that's that. I mean, that is a okay. Yeah. Um, Do you think that was just because they wanted, like, because of the timeline of that? It was spoiler related. I, I don't think it was necessarily like spoiler related. I just think that you know uh, the Pokemon Sword Shield just wanted to use those Pokemon. That's <laughs> like, right. I, I I I genuinely believe like um, we did a we did an interview with the president of creatures and one of the questions I did ask is how do you decide which Pokemon appear on which set? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, so I'm a little bit curious to see if we get an answer, uh, like a straight answer about that and what that answer is. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, I think that some of it is, is like, you know, we haven't had a Victini card in a few years, so we're throwing Victini in the set. Um, it's kind of like <laughs> we went like seven, six or seven years without a Bulbasaur card. And part of that is, is because XY was all about the EX cards. Right, and exactly. we're just like, why, why do you need Bulbasaur, Venusaur, or Bulbasaur and Ivysaur when you can literally just have a Venusaur? Yeah. And so, you know, Sun and Moon felt like a change up from that because they're like, no, we're going back to evolved Pokemon. Now, mm-hmm. with the V cards, that's kind of gone away. Yeah. Um, you know, we've kind of gone back to that EX mode. So I'm, I'm a little curious how that's all going to work. Um, now, I do think that the Pokemon V cards aren't as powerful as, like, EX or GX cards, which helps. Like, the VMAX cards are, 
But mm-hmm. you know the the V cards themselves, I don't think you know they're they're good cards, but I don't think they're necessarily worth the two prize investment uh, a lot of times. But that's that's just me. All right, let's do the Pokemon fact of the week. Okay, so um, this is another one of those Pokemon whose in-game evolutions are a lot cooler to the actual mechanical evolution. Onyx. We're, we're to Onyx in the Pokedex. And Onyx in-game, so you know, they in the original Pokemon Red and Blue, it was just Onyx. He didn't, it didn't evolve. And then when they introduced Gold and Silver, suddenly they had Steelix. So they, they I feel like the developers need to come up with an explanation for why Onyx suddenly evolved. Now, in the game, we had, like, well, you had to meet these very specific criteria of you need to be holding a metal coat and you need to trade it. <laughs> the Pokedex entry says something entirely different. So Onyx evolves into Steelix, one, because it consumes a lot of iron because, you know, it, it, as it tunnels like a worm, it eats boulders and dirt and stuff, I'm assuming. Um, so, you know, it, it, it picks up a bunch of iron. And also, it stays underground for 100 years, which, you know, hardens its rock-like exterior and, like, basically turns it into, like, diamond. Which doesn't make sense because it's a Steel-type Pokemon, but whatever. So, you know, in the game, Onyx evolves into Steelix basically by staying in high-pressure underground areas for 100 years, all the while... You know, you have to be in a mineral-rich area. In reality, you just need to trade it with the metal coat. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'll say this. But, Onyx... Go ahead. No, you go. Go for it. No, I was going to say, like, this is another one of those Pokemon where it's like, man, there is not a lot of interesting things. <laughs> well, but that's... But they're, like... But I feel like Onyx is... Uh, has some like pretty cool potential in a way. Like even in it, like you said, and it's, it's red and blue entry where it says, you know, it portions of its body, you know, become similar to diamond, but colored black. Mm-hmm. I would rather just see like an onyx that's been stuck underground for hundreds of years, just like pop out of the ground and be diamonds. Well, we, we saw that in the anime, you know, we, we had the crystal onyx, you know, and people oh, right. in Pokemon go have like been begging for like, give us the crystal onyx. Mm-hmm. Like we we want that. Like give us that instead of another like lame costume Pokemon. Give us a cool looking one. But no, Onyx is one of those Pokemon where it's like I remember when everyone was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go and catch an Onyx in Pokemon Go, and then it's like, <laughs> go ahead, it's useless. And like and Onyx and like you know, well, I the thing is because like, so many people want it to just be a cool rock ground version of Gyarados. But it's a 50-foot-long rock snake. <laughs> like, why wouldn't that Pokemon be awesome? And it's not. It's lame. It has, like, it has good defense like all rock Pokemon and steel right. Pokemon do. Um, and that's it. And it's yeah. like, you know, even, even like Mega Steelix, you know, Mega Steelix, in my opinion, has one of the lamest designs of any <laughs> of the Mega Evolutions. Because it's just freaking Steelix with metal around it. It's like, okay, so it's, now it's magnetized? Like well, it does, does it have, have a magnet in its brain. It does. I, that is its one interesting fact. Something that gets brought up as soon as they like introduce like that secondary. Because originally it's like, yes, Onyx tunnels underground. It's like we know. It's just <laughs> like thank you, Captain Obvious. And they're like, oh crap, we have to come up with something else. It has a magnet in its brain. It's like 
okay. And then like the very next game, it still has a magnet in its brain. It's like, what does that, what does that even do? It has a magnet. Magnet. <laughs> brain. And it's like, thank you very much, Mr. Pokedex Entry. Tell me something interesting about this Pokemon. And they, they couldn't, they couldn't actually do that. Um, yeah, I, man, Onyx is just a way, like a cool looking Pokemon. Like Onyx was just one of wa- my- Just wasted potential. I, I, just, I just pulled up, I forgot Mega Onyx and he just looks like, yeah, like, what the hell? Yeah, why, why, why? It's, it's like, you Pokemon know, you company, have- just give, give us Crystal Onyx. How much cool, cooler would that be? I mean, so like, yeah, like, you know, like it, it, it basically looks like, okay, this now Steelix really looks like the, like the top part of the Starship Enterprise. And it's got like, <laughs> it's got like a weird show. It's like a shovel rake. Yeah. Oh man. Like, and I guess it has its own gravitational pull and they never explain it either because Onyx doesn't have a Pokedex entry in um, uh, Sun and Moon. So, you know, we don't even get one of those, like, horrifying Mega Evolutions because, you know, Sun and Moon went out of its way to say, like, yeah, no, guys, Mega Evolution's actually bad. And it's like, I would have loved to see, it's like, yeah, no, you know, Steelix is in so much pain when it Mega Evolves, the blades on its face actually kill people. You know, it would have been something awesome like that. And I'm very disappointed that we didn't get, like, like, yeah, no, Steelix, like, tries to cut itself because it's in so much pain or something absolutely horrifying, which will make you never want to Mega Evolve it again. I mean, I don't see why you would want to Mega Evolve Steelix in the first place because, of, I mean, look at it. Um, and it, it doesn't even have anything, like, particularly interesting. Um, no, because, uh, you know, it, it's got great defense, really good defense. <laughs> really great defense. Awesome. Uh, all right, let's read some more uh, reviews and then let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> let's make ourselves feel better now. <laughs> so, uh, again, as a reminder, if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes and we read it on the air, you get a free comicbook.com t-shirt. Just email editor at comicbook.com and uh, we will make sure, well, with your size and address, and we'll make sure we get them out to you. Obviously, we need to get back into the office before we can do so, uh, and we have no idea where that's happening. But bear with us. They will all go out. It's going to be, I'm going to show up to that UPS with just like, piles of shirts and be like so be jim like in a truck yeah <laughs> uh, all right this one is from uh, ben 8wp very very simple geodude is a lump of use- useless code which i think he meant coal uh which is he said coal he just yeah. he, there was it was just a uh, the michael coal vaporeon is uh, the best by far and bulbasaur is cute and wonderful Clearly, we know who their fa- his favorite hosts are on the show, but well, that is okay. Uh, this next one, uh, I love when uh, the headlines are, are creative. Uh, a critical hit from Palzinski. Hey, team, I just wanted to give you, uh, give you all a shout-out. I love this podcast. It's informative, and the team has great chemistry, and it's all-around fun. You keep us up to date on all fronts of the world of Pokemon, and I can't get enough. I got through all the episodes during quarantine, and I, can, I can't say with certainty that this pod helped me, uh, or I can say with certainty that this pod certainly made me a smarter Pokemon fan. I came back to Pokemon during the tail end of Sun and Moon uh, anime run in the States, so I needed a refresher, and you guys provided. Keep up the excellent work. P.S. My favorite Pokemon are Arcanine, Venusaur, Lucario, and Decidueye. Good Decidueye, yeah. Good, good choices there. Those I, are some, those I was about to say, that is, that is a solid lineup there. 
All right. Uh, we'll just do those two for today, and then we'll come back and do some more since we did three today. Man. Um, just yeah. giving away I get, like, look, we we appreciate these so much and we like i said uh you know uh, we if you want to get in get in touch with us and talk to us about pokemon or uh have any questions for us feel free to hit us up on twitter you can find me at jim biscardi oh and i'm at uh seahoffer seabus yeah, on uh twitter sorry sorry <laughs> yeah i forgot about that and also i got distracted uh, in some very non-Pokemon news, they ordered Yusagi Yojimbo as an animated yeah, as a series, series, which yep. is amazing. Yeah. Best comic book series ever. Go oh, and read it. It's going to be fun. Uh, all right. And yeah, if you want to find Megan, Megan Peters CB, tell her how much you missed her. Uh, and I'm sure she will uh, She will appreciate it on her much-needed time away. Uh, that's If you're, again, new to the show, episodes come out every Thursday, wherever podcasts can be found. If you can download a podcast from it, this podcast is there. Or you can just come to comicbook.com and listen to, uh, listen to us on the site while you browse all of our great stories. With that, we will uh, we'll catch you next week, folks. Talk to you later. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.